Welcome back to the Expressions of Destiny podcast. This is Jennifer. Today is Teachable Tuesday, and I want us to go into a little bit of a different direction here today. Usually on Tuesdays, we talk about business, all things business. Um, We talk about those that are currently in business, um, entrepreneurs, people who have ideas, you're ready to go into business, you're excited about this great idea and vision that you have. Um, maybe you have worked for someone else for the majority of your life and you're ready to start your own venture. Um, there are other people who have been in business for years and maybe they're starting a new project. There's so many different forms of business and, um, just journeys in our life, you know, different types of people, different adventures, different everything, but we don't really touch on the young entrepreneurs. And I want to lean more in this direction today because this is where my heart was at from the beginning when I started my career. And I started um, teaching in the charter schools way back when I was 19 years old. Um, No, I believe I had just turned 18 and I had just graduated high school. And I was given this wonderful opportunity to be a teacher in one of the first charter schools in Texas um, back in 1998. I'm dating myself here. And um, I was given the opportunity to be a PE coach. And it was so much fun just being out there and playing with the kids. I was getting paid to play with the kids, like literally go kickball, um, you know, tag. We would make up games out there. We had dance days. I mean, it was just complete and total fun. But then for the next five years, I was given an opportunity to be an art teacher. And um, I hadn't gone to school for art, didn't have any formal training, but I loved being creative. I loved drawing. I loved painting, um, clay building. I mean, there was just so many things that I loved about art that it wasn't hard. Because when you have a passion to do something, and I think this is where my heart really shines through for those who have been told their whole life that they have to go to school and get a degree to do what it is that they love doing. And maybe they can't afford it, or maybe they're just not in the best of situations. Um, maybe it seems so far out of reach, and we forget to tell them that they can still achieve those things. It takes hard work, not just a piece of paper, not just sitting in a class and learning from others. And I, and I do not... Um, put down in any way, any type of education or, um, these, you know, colleges, universities, institutions, trainings. I mean, we are lifelong learners, but there is not just one or two ways to learn. There are so many different ways. And, and we've talked on here before about our learning styles and how, when some things may work for some people and they may not work for others. And so we have forgotten that this is not a one size fits all world, you know, where we can all follow the same plan and we can all be successful. We have to go in the direction that we know um, we're going to be able to receive and retain that information. And so I know I'm jumping all around here, but that's what happens when I just get really excited and passionate about a subject. And so going back to teaching in the schools, like I said, I was 18 years old. I had just graduated high school. And the one thing that I learned in those five, I'll I'll add the year of coaching because that was so much fun too. But in the, in the five years of being an art teacher was seeing just the amount and the levels of creativity that were in these kids. 
And I'm talking about from first grade all the way to 12th grade. I had all of them. Every single age. And it was funny because sometimes I would tell my high schoolers, quit acting like the elementary kids. You're acting just like my babies. You know, and, and then I would encourage the younger ones to uh, look look out or follow after the older ones. And so you can understand why they had to be that example. And um, so in teaching them, there was like no roof. There was no ceiling on the creativity and their thinking um, to the point where I was just talking to my dad about this the other day. We were talking about artists and Jackson Pollock. Um, if you don't know who he is, um, he would just throw paint on canvases and create these masterpieces. I mean, it was just completely splattered paint, abstract. And to some people, these abstract paintings were just a big mess. And to others, they were masterpieces. And so I remember taking my little ones out one day, elementary age, probably about fourth and fifth grade. And we had canvases and we had our paint and they laid out their canvases on the field of the grass that was out there. It was the safest place for us to throw paint, couldn't do it in the classroom. And I just told them, just just throw that paint on there. Just feel it. I mean, we, we can put some music on. Um, you can get excited about it. You can be slow about it. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is that you're feeling, just throw that paint on there and create a masterpiece. Now, in the middle of that lesson, I shared with them how when Jackson Pollock would get so involved in his, in his artwork and in that moment, he could be walking across that canvas and if one of his shirt buttons popped off and landed in the paint, he didn't go and dig it out. He left it there. It was now part of his painting. It was part of that process. And so um, when we began to come back in that day, I didn't realize how closely they had been listening. But as they started to lay their paintings down to dry, we were going to leave them overnight and revisit them the next day. Some of those paintings, as I looked closer, they had Cheetos dropped into the paint. There was this long plastic strip that I was trying to figure out what it was. And it was, it was the plastic wrap from the straw of a Capri Sun juice pouch. Um, there were other snacks and stuff that were buried in there. And although some of these kids had done it on purpose, it was the whole point that they realized what I do out here when I'm in the moment, no matter what happens, this is my masterpiece. And this is now a part of that creativity and that, that process. And so as adults, when you think about something like that and you're, you're trying to create something and you're in such a mode of perfection that if we, if we make the wrong move or we add the wrong stroke or we accidentally put something into whatever project it is that we're working on, we stress and we try to find the best way possible and the fastest way possible to correct that mistake. And maybe it wasn't a mistake. It was just part of the process. It was something that you learned as you went along and something that you did. Did it hurt the project? No. Did it add value? Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. But is it going to destroy the whole process? Is it going to destroy the whole finished product of what it is that you're working on? And so um, these were those life lessons that just really taught me. These kids taught me so much about how 
we stress and, and are focused on all of the wrong things so many times in our business that, um, we forget to enjoy the process and we forget to learn along the way. Yes, we may have made a wrong move or we may have made a wrong decision, but do we have to dwell on that to the point where we miss out on an opportunity to do something even greater because we're so focused on the mistake as we see it? The kids didn't see those Cheetos and those um, straw wrappers as a mistake. They saw it as part of their artwork. So um, going from that position, just knowing that our children have so much creativity inside of them that we once had and we lose along the way. We lose it. It begins to just fade away as we begin to worry about so many different things that it reminded me just this past week after I had that conversation with my dad about, you know, the artist that he was showing one of our daughters, um, a video. And so, um, it, it really made me go back to that and think, you know, we forget back to the days of when we used to get all of these ideas and we used to really have this vision and these dreams and these things that we want to do in life, um, which took me back to high school. Now, when I was getting ready to go into high school, I had actually gone to a, um, a middle school that was a specialty school. They, they specialize in foreign languages. And so um, I signed up for the program and I decided to go f- and take Latin which you probably couldn't ask me to say anything in Latin today um, because it's gone. <laughs> it wasn't really something that, that I was all that excited about. Now, we did learn, you know, about some of the history uh, of Rome and Greece and, you know, the places where Latin was first spoken or, or, or written or used and so the history part of it was, was fun, but to actually speak it, no, I mean, we were told a lot of times it was just something that, uh, probably medical professionals and doctors would be more familiar with because of the, uh, medications and the, the different names, you know, that, that they come up with for these different illnesses and, and, um, things like that. But from that point, I had to make a decision for high school and in high school, I decided to go to uh, a high school in, in San Antonio, Texas called Holmes High School and um, because they had a business program. And I was actually pretty excited about that. I can't even remember why now, but it was like, wow, let me go be a part of this business program. Um, I had to take a, a special bus, you know, from my home high school over to this other high school because of the distance. And, um, I remember having one teacher, and I don't remember a lot of things, specifics. You know, as we get older, we start to lose these these memories. But um, this one particular teacher was the one that really taught us about finances, uh, how to balance a checkbook. Uh, we had pretend checkbooks that were donated from a local bank. And it was um, a lesson that I was so ready to learn. But I realized after we graduated which by the way, I didn't finish that program because I had for other, um, personal reasons, you know, people in our family, uh, or we had to move things like that. I had to just go back to my regular homeschool, but 
I started to think about how many other schools had programs like this. How many schools really focused on teaching our young people how to do simple things like balance a checkbook, actually have a bank account, manage their money, um, understand what it means to start a business, to um, know the steps of starting a business, to know how to write your plans out, plan it out, have a business plan, uh, understand that you have to market that business. And um, recently, I've been able to go back to school just for uh, a couple of classes. Like I said, we're very big on uh, just this continued learning, lifelong learning. And, um, and my daughters happen to be starting college as well. So I, I went into the, uh, the business program with just those couple of classes that I needed this past semester. And there were so many kids, and I say kids because they're like 20 years younger than me. There's so many kids that are just fresh out of high school or are still in high school. And they are in this dual enrolled program at the community college. And they are in business. They are so excited about this business uh, journey, you know, being able to, to, to go to high school and college at the same time, but actually be studying business and, um, you know, the introduction to business, management, marketing, um, finance, maybe. I'm not too crazy about finance, but, um, or at least the logistics of it. But I was sitting there and, um, you know, they don't say much. The younger generation, they don't, they don't really hold these long conversations. I'm, I mean, I'm, I probably talk too much for them. Um, <laughs> when I would have conversations with them, I was probably just that chatterbox, you know, it's what they were thinking. This woman, I wish she would just be quiet already, but, um, they, they would just sit there just quietly and just observe. But when we were put in groups to do a final project, um, and this was in a marketing class, we had to do a final project and create this whole uh, commercial or advertisement. The things that would come out of their mouth, I didn't doubt them. I did not doubt these young young people one bit. But when when they would actually speak the concepts and the ideas and the things um, that they remembered learning in the class and things that maybe they already knew from before, I'm pretty sure, it was like, Wow, that all of that creativity came back to my mind from when I was teaching my children and my my teenagers in art class. I began to see that again in these college students at probably 16, 17, 18 years old, a couple of them in their early 20s. There is so much creativity inside of them and they are so eager to make these ideas and these dreams and these visions come to life and I'm grateful that the colleges are there to help train them but that was the problem that I saw and this is where this whole episode comes to is that watching this play out uh, I started to do some research online of all of the different entrepreneurship programs that are out there that are available for our young people not um you know, business owners or, or 
our older generation, you know, like myself in my 40s, um, even those in their 30s and, and above, but those that are in their 20s and below, what kind of programs are out there for them? And there were, of course, you know, a ton of programs that were college-based, colleges and universities across this nation, um, but that's their regular program. Those are the programs that they have available for their college students uh, that have graduated high school that are now just being made available to the younger group that are still in high school. It's something that they were already doing. And so now these students have the opportunity to, uh, if there is a dual enrolled program available, go to high school and college at the same time um, and earn those credits and attend those classes. And some of them, the programs are paid for and some of them, they're not. They have to, you know, either pay out of pocket or take out a, a, a loan. And so I thought, well, you know, that's... That's the norm. That's the obvious one. But what other programs are out there for these young people to really learn at an early age, utilize the creativity that they have to start their business building earlier than what we did? I mean, it took me years to figure out what I wanted to do. And here they are sitting on on gold mines of things that they have a passion and desire to do. Should they even have to go and work for somebody else? when they are, are fully able and ready and trained to start their business at the age that they're at now? I mean, who said we had to be a certain age to be a business owner? You know, so um, now I'm going, you know, on a tangent again here, but but I, I began to think about that. And so I started to search to see if there were any other national programs or, or local programs, um, even here in Florida. And there are organizations out there that offer these programs, but a lot of them may seem out of reach for some of these young people. And um, it's it's like signing up for a, a summer camp. We all know if you want to go to summer camp, um, or at least back in the day when I was young, if we wanted to go to a church camp or a educational camp for the summer for a week or two weeks, it was going to be about $300 a week or maybe a $500 total, um, you know, for so many hours per day. And that has significantly changed. A lot of these programs might be like a six-week program um, every Saturday. So it's really six sessions one day out of each week for six weeks. And it was about, I want to say, $2,500 to $3,500. There was another program that was uh, about the same amount of time, maybe six weeks, but it was Monday through Friday, uh, maybe about three or four, if I can remember correctly, three or four hours a day. And it was well up into the $6,000 range. And, um, you know, I thought, wow, for these young kids, how many kids would really jump on that opportunity if they could afford it? How many of them would really just take in all of that knowledge and that experience and wisdom from people who have already been there and done that, you know, and now they have an opportunity to have, to have a mentor or to have a teacher, or to have some type of program that helps them. And I understand as well that 
there are organizations out there that um, help to fund these programs for these young kids, but even then they can't help everybody. So there's only a select few that really get that opportunity. So here's my question. We worry so much about all of these other topics and subjects in our school systems. And I know this is a really, really big mountain to try to climb here. But just thinking about across the nation, all of our school systems, all of the arguments, the fights, the disagreements, the we we need to have this program, we don't need to have that program, just back and forth. And here we have a subject of business. We talk about our economy all the time in this world, right? In our nation, the economy, the jobs, the business owners, um, inflation, just everything that can go up in an instant and go down in an instant. Why are we not offering more training to our younger people in the area of business to help them learn how to be responsible business owners who are passionate and strive to help their economy and help um, the people around them to be successful. Why do we not have these classes in our high schools anymore, even in middle school, to teach our children the importance of managing their money and balancing their checkbook and making plans? Why do we not have at least one class that does that? You know, our daughters are, um, they've had the opportunity to learn those things because they started homeschooling at the beginning of middle school. They had a wonderful elementary school. We love their elementary school. Just everybody there was family to us. But when it came time for middle school, they were ready to try something different. And so they've been homeschooled since then. They know what it means to have a bank account. And, and know how much is in there and know how to manage it and know how not to spend it all, know how to really think about priorities um, from an early age. They've known how to work and work hard for it. Every time they wanted to get something, they didn't just come and ask for it. They always asked, how can we earn this? I really want to go and get this new video game. How can we earn money to get it? They have always asked and so, um, and I, I got to tell this one story because it just, it, it made me laugh the day I saw it, but it made me so proud is I remember my husband telling the girls one day and they had to have been like, they're 16 now. They had to have been maybe 12, but I remember them asking if they could earn some money. What could they do around the house to help? You know, could they do any extra chores or, um, clean anything up and, and, um, I remember him, uh, saying, well, maybe one of these days you can go out there and scrub the side of that shed out in the backyard because, uh, you know, with the rain and stuff, the paint had kind of run down from the roof. It was looking all rusty and, and, uh, they said, okay, now when we say maybe one of these days, that means like on a day when we're all going to be outside working, we're all going to go out there and, you know, I might be pulling weeds and, and cleaning up the backyard and he might be cutting the grass. And so we'll give them something special to do so they can earn what it is that they're, they're looking to do. And, um, I was in my room and I happened to have the window, the blinds open and I looked out and I had to do a double take 
because as I looked out, they were out there by the shed with the water hose, the, one of those big old orange buckets that you get from Home Depot. So if you visit Home Depot a lot, you know what I'm talking about, that big old orange bucket that everybody uses for everything. They had the soap. Um, they had the, uh, the bucket was full of soapy water. They had the push broom out and they were scrubbing the side of that shed and using the, the water hose and the sprayer to spray it down. One of them was spraying while the other one was scrubbing and the other, and then they would switch off and take turns. They worked so hard on that shed. I didn't even bother them. I let them just do what they were doing because they went out there on their own to do it. They worked so hard. You better believe we took them out to get what it was that they wanted. Because no one had to tell them to go out there and do it. No one had to say, well, I thought you wanted to earn some money. You haven't even done it yet. They went out there on their own. They realized they had extra time between whatever it else, whatever else we had. And they did it on their own. And these are the lessons that our kids are are really begging for, if you think about it. You know, we've gotten away from the old school days of giving our children things to work on, giving them a reason to earn that allowance or to earn that um, that little um, small paycheck. Running a business is hard work. There is not a moment of it that is easy. And these kids that have so much creativity and so many great ideas, and you know that they will be successful in these things that they have just trapped in their mind and their heart and their soul. They're just so ready to accomplish this thing. And we're not giving them the tools and the resources that they need to know how to do that. And then when we do offer the tools and the resources, those, those um, organizations and, and people who do have the ability to train and to teach them at a young age, we charge them thousands of dollars or their parents thousands of dollars instead of it just being a given, something that needs to be taught to them with their education, the regular education. And so I would love to hear your thoughts on this subject because there is so much more that we need to be doing with our young people to help them achieve and be successful. Um, Some of them are going to be running the companies one day that are employing everybody else. Which takes me to my final point, uh, one of the things that I also saw. I can't tell you how many movies we saw over this past Thanksgiving week of there being a, um, a business type owner figure in the movie and an apprentice. Someone who had been through it looking for someone to teach. If we all would take someone under our wing, if we all would pick up a young person, whether it's our own children or their friends or maybe someone from a a high school or a church group that we know and take them under our wings and teach them some of the things that we've learned over time while allowing them to still be creative and teach us something. If we all would do that, 
how many more young people in this world would feel like they, they know and have a purpose in this life. In their life, they have a purpose. It's time for us to do better. And so I wanted to leave that with you today. Share your thoughts with me. Um, I am certainly going to be working on a program uh, for young people. I don't know how hard it's going to be to climb this mountain, but we can all do something to help our young people. So that is it for me today. Um, thank you for joining me again on another episode uh, uh, on the Expressions of Destiny podcast, and I will talk to you next week. God bless.